Which one I is mean, it? I just thought that that would be it's a the, funny it's way the, to... It's the pink one. Do you know what that means? I have no idea. It's all magic and unicorns. I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> when was that Austin recorded? Gets a kick. <laughs> I want that what? as my ringtone. <laughs> who, who was that? <laughs> Don't even. Don't even. Who is this? Hi, I'm Kevin Deskins, and welcome to my podcast. That's certainly Oh, did you not start another voice. podcast? <laughs> you always <laughs> accuse me of that, cheating on our podcast. <laughs> Going to stay with my mother. <laughs> We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Rode Microphones. Rode is an Australian-based company with a great U.S. team making quality consumer and professional audio equipment. Here at Two Weird Camera Beards, Tom and I host the show using two Rode pod mics and a Rodecaster Pro for mixing and stings. If you're interested in Rode audio equipment, Midwest Photo is an authorized reseller, and you can find their equipment to purchase or learn more by going to mpex.com and searching Rode. That's mpex.com. Search R-O-D-E. And a special thank you to Ray Sherlow for our intro music and all of the other music that you hear when we're not talking. If you dig his tunes like I do, head over to his Bandcamp page. It's raysherlow.bandcamp.com. If you have any uh, difficulty with the spelling, don't worry. We'll put a link in the show notes as well. Thanks, Ray. Um, okay, so let's get started. Last week we talked about um, left brain, right brain inspiration, mm-hmm. which was really fun. And uh, Maddie posed us a fun question about uh, what's the difference between copying and like inspiration or paying mm-hmm. homage, as you said. Which I was thinking about that. I really like that word, homage. Mm-hmm. Homage. There's a um, whole T-shirt brand around it. Yeah, Ohio Central <laughs> Ohio based, where I'm very aware of that. Um, I do have to issue, just as some housekeeping, a correction. Um, And now that I think about it, I don't think I'm... Do you call that t-shirt brand homage or homage? I've heard both, but you tell me. I think I call it homage. You think you call it homage? Yeah, but I don't know how... I've heard it both I go back back and forth between homage and homage. Um, But I do need to... Issue a correction from last week. Um, I had mistakenly said that Mm. um, there was a podcast from Gimlet Media that was about the Baja men and who let the dogs out. Mm. And uh, that being a piece of work that was copied over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I have to apologize. That is incorrect. We put it in the show notes. That podcast was actually a Roman Mars 99% invisible podcast about the Baja men and who or whom let the dogs out. I think it's who yeah. let the dogs out, not whom. I think that the, I think the podcast is literally called whom, whom has let the dogs out or something like that. S- something, yeah, who, something silly on the has, phrase. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but, uh, that's the only correction I have. Do you have anything that you wanted to follow up on? It does look like you have some bullet points here that you inserted into our. Oh yeah. Collective. So I posted a little video to uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram Live. About after the after our last episode, like literally the next day, uh, my boss, uh, the owner of Midwest Photo, Moisha Applebaum, actually loaned me a few books, and he he saw some uh, similar interests in photography and photo theory that I that I had talked about, and he loaned me Where's Banksy, and I mentioned it in this video, like. Uh, that I'd, I'd kind of gone down the, the Banksy rabbit hole at one point in college. I actually have, I actually have all, uh, a few of Banksy's like books, like of writing, uh, on art on, on a hard drive somewhere from college. Um, and then, uh, he also loaned me a vanishing world by Roman Vizniak. 
and then uh, a book of like I guess it's more of like a portfolio book by Roy DeCarava. It's literally just called Photographs. Um, I've had a chance to look over the the three of those a little bit, and it's it's awesome to kind of share that experience with, especially like the owner of the company that I work for, to mm-hmm. know that like. Oh, cool. There's another like kind of art brain in the building kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he is a photographer. He was, yeah. owned a studio and, you know, um, cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. what's, uh, what's, what's up? What's good? What's yeah, called blue jackets. <laughs> what's, I know they're out, right? So the, the season is over. The season I think has... the season was over before the last podcast. Tampa That's right. Bay Lightning had won the Stanley cup. Yep. Uh, but since then, the Blue Jackets have picked up Max Domi and Miko Koivo, which, I mean, I think will be good next year. I don't know that we'll be, hopefully we'll be Stanley Cup contending, but I don't know. Who knows? Yep. Yeah. I hope they make a touchdown for sure. Yeah. At least a couple, you know? Yeah. Maybe a few home runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? How have you been? You've and been shooting with the Canon and all that, and I have not thinking been. about the Fuji system <clears throat> some more. And yeah, I have. Been, I've been talking with Christopher Vilbert about switching over my camera, and um, uh, after I've got one more wedding left with Ashley, mm-hmm. um, my wife, whom is also a photographer. Wait, <laughs> your wife? She's a photographer. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times I've. It should be like a, I feel like somebody should go back and listen to all the episodes and count how many times I've said that. In yeah. any case, uh, I've been talking to him. I'm going to sell my XH1. I'm going to go with the X Pro Three. Get some of those Fujicrons. I'm nice. super stoked about that. But I also, um, I have to admit, I have not been creating a whole lot in the last two weeks. What? Two reasons. I've um, literally created with you this past week. That's true. So I've I know had, that I've, you... had, I've had one shoot. <laughs> I've had one shoot, um, a fun shoot with Austin and Tom, which we'll get started on here in a second. But I, I have to be honest. I've been enjoying my couch. Yeah. Ashley and I have been enjoying the couch. And we got hooked on this new like phone game together. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> is it Roller Coaster Tycoon? No, I think you're going to laugh at us. <laughs> it's called Among Us. It's like the little the little astronaut guys. Those little astronauts that there's all the memes about. Yes, yes. Okay. It's a really fun game. I highly recommend you play. We can actually play it together. Yeah. Um, it's better if we're not in the same room. Uh, but you can play it online with people around the world, and there's Discord channels and Twitch channels and all that that people yeah. that play, people play live on, and it's really fun. But the concept is there's ten little astronaut guys. You're one of them, mm. and you're either on a ship or another setting. There's three different like settings of. And then one of you is an imposter who is, like, sabotaging the ship. Okay. And the other nine have to figure out who the imposter is before they either kill you or sabotage the ship, and you all die. Okay. So it's So it's honestly, based on a lot of, like, card games, like, drinking games and stuff like that that have existed, right? No. A little bit? No. no? You have, like, a joystick. You have to run around the ship and do all these tasks, like, fix electrical and you okay. know, re-navigate, huh. re-navigate the ship's navigation system. But you have to do it before the imposter kills you. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. This game is designed for like teenagers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Huh. Yeah, but it's really fun. I highly recommend it. It seems like something that would be good for family members that aren't able to travel and see each other. It right is. Now, yeah, though. it is. You just have to figure out a way to play where you're gonna hear each other too, because otherwise you just have oh, to yeah? use the like the text chat within the game. You're like, oh, yeah. who is the who's the imposter? Who do you, oh, I saw I saw the red guy uh kill in electrical blah, blah blah so you have to like you accuse people and it's it's fun so you just need a pair of headphones yeah you can get a pair to of talk yeah yeah so that's cool um but let's get let's get started this week we have a special guest with us who hasn't uh said much yet so we oh, wanna, yeah we want to introduce there's him another guy in the room there's another hello, there's, hello. there's a third guy in the room it's austin kohler hi everybody hey uh austin is midwest photos lighting specialist he heads our lighting department he's done a great job over the last it's been eight months now eight months yeah just nine months killing it over there um he came to us uh after working for a studio and he is a native godox shooter uh he shoots canon how long have you been shooting in general uh for about eight years since 2012 is when i got my first camera cool very cool nice nice and so far you're enjoying the midwest photo experience loving it perfect it's awesome so Austin also um, shoots, uh, he's a lighting specialist, but he also shoots uh, food, products, portraits. Um, his, portfolio is aus- uh, his portfolio is awesome. Awesome, Austin. Uh, 
but what's 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 your website so people can go find what it you is do? my name.com austin kohler k-o-h-l-e-r.com dot com nice cool um so today we're going to be talking to austin about um spooky lighting setups so this week we have something fun for you guys austin tom and i went out one evening after work and we shot some inspired photos um so mm-hmm. did you guys have fun i had a blast that was super fun that yeah. was a, yeah that was a lot of fun it's been a while since i've done that since i've gotten together with a few other uh like-minded photo peeps and just tried to accomplish a couple photos that we have in our heads for sure yeah for sure it was a lot of fun um let's kind of get rolling on just getting loosey-goosey getting the fall feels going on mm. let's all go around the room here <laughs> you know <laughs> it's tom's vocal warm-up he's Woo! Like, <laughs> gotta get loosey-goosey you know now, now, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so let's start with austin since he's our guest here today austin do you have a favorite scary movie yeah, actually, I do. Uh, I have watched it probably five, six years ago. It's called Mirrors. Have you guys seen mm-hmm. that? Mirrors. Mirrors. I have not heard of this before. It's pretty creepy, and it made me not want to look in a mirror for like the next year. Ooh. It's scary. That's scary. And they have a couple movies, actually. I think there's like two or three of these series. <laughs> Wild. When was it? When was the first one made? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Is it older, or is it? It's. It's probably early 2000s. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, have you seen, speaking of mirrors, have you seen on Netflix, The Haunting of Bly Manor? I started watching that. Okay. So that, that really made me afraid of mirrors. Cause I haven't gotten that far into it. So what? Don't, it's don't like, spoil it. It's me. like in the first episode where she like, when she looks in the, she's like covering up the mirror. See, I haven't even gone through the first episode. Oh my gosh, not, Austin. Not yet. Get with it, buddy. Just started. Okay. <laughs> just saw the opening credits and then walked out the room <laughs> he's like this is, this is too much this i can't handle <laughs> time to go to work Quick. <laughs> like, huh. um tom what's your favorite scary movie uh so i i don't know i honestly so i've i've just recently started getting into horror a little bit more i never really liked it just because i didn't like the whole like i don't know the torture and all that stuff that you see so much in it. Um, but lately I've seen a lot of good ones, but I haven't had, I haven't had a chance to sit with them very long, but I like, I liked Halloween. Great movie. It, it uses like Classic. quiet, the, like just the, the just silence so well mm-hmm. in that movie. And then uh, the thing, oh, the original, yes, the thing absolutely. is like so good. That's on HBO Max right now. I was trying to get Ashley to watch it, but really, she was like, "Nah." Yeah, I was like it's freaky. Yeah, yeah. So we watched. It's great though. Yeah, we watched Invisible Man instead, and that's the, the first, new one. Yes, yeah, first time I saw it. What'd you think? Incredible. Really? Incredible. The first time I saw it, I didn't like it a ton, but then I watched it again, and I was like, "This is genius." Yeah, I wish. The only thing I wish about that movie, Austin, have you seen this the new Invisible Man movie? No, I have not. Oh man. Um. So. What's funny is that there's a, an actor in The Haunting of Bly Manor that is the uh, that is Adrian Griffin, the the Invisible Man mm. in The Invisible Man, and he's uh, so creepy. He is so creepy. Yeah. He's so creepy. Now, my only wish about that movie is that they had more character development for him. All we know is that he's like a a bad dude. Like he's a narcissist. He's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. He's uh, you know an abuser. Like that's that's all we know about him. But we don't know like why he is that way other than like people are just that way yeah i wish we had a bit more information on his company like his optics company to me like that movie is like if iron man went wrong oh yeah you know what i mean like he just went down the tech rabbit hole and just came out yeah like in the most horrible way yeah well for scary movies for me um i'd say i mean there's there's a few that like stick out in my head like i'm there's cerebral scary movies Mm mm-hmm there's slasher scary movies. There's just like jumpy scary movies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's, there's, I think you have to, I, I kind of have like a favorite. I don't even know if I have a favorite in each. I just like have favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, That's kind of how I am. I actually just thought of another one that I, that I want to mention to you as, after you're done. As disjointed as it is. Mm-hmm. I think the Mothman Prophecies is a good movie. Never seen it. What? With Richard Gere? 
Uh-uh. Oh my gosh. I'm not familiar either. The Moth. Go go. Do you know what the Mothman is, right? I was going to say I I feel like I've seen like rip-offs on like Family Guy of it. Okay, so like, the Mothman is a legitimate Appalachian like what do they call those things? Like mytholo- myth- mythological creature. Mm-hmm. So in West Virginia, on the border of Ohio and West Virginia, there's actually a museum. It's like in, their in Sasquatch, right? Yeah. So there's this creature called the Mothman. He only comes out at night. He makes you lose like giant swaths of time if you interact with him. He's all black. He um, he flies around because he's a moth. He's a he's like a moth human hybrid thing, and he's got bright red eyes. And so a lot of people are like, oh, it's just people like truckers who are tired at night and they see brake lights and they freak out. Or, you know, some people call that the, um, the dark dog phenomenon. Like when you're just like, like when truckers are slightly dozing off and they see something like jet out in front of the road. Mm-hmm. Mm. So some people say it's that. Some people say, no, the Mothman is real. So the Mothman Prophecies is a play on this whole mythological creature. So that's a good one. Um, I am a fan of the original Saw, like the first one. Not any of the sequels, not even two. See, that whole saga, the whole Saw saga, yeah. like made me hate horror movies because all of my friends in high school liked it. And I was like, as soon as the Pit of Needles happened, I was like, I'm out. That's the I second don't, one, I don't, I'm not into this no, at all. that's the second one. That's where they went wrong is like making another one. I don't the first know that one, I ever saw the first one. The first one was so cerebral and twisty, it blew my mind. Mm. I, I just, I couldn't get over I it. I like a good twisty movie. Yeah. And then there's like really th- like think <laughs> they're making fun of me. Austin and Tom are staring at me and they're making fun of me. I was I was looking at him because he's like I like a twisty movie, <laughs> like twist and it's show. Just, it's just really funny that you use that uh, that adjective. Twisty, anyway. Yeah. yeah, it's got a twist. Sure. When you hear when you hear it twisty, just silly. I, I it makes sense. I think it just sounds like oh I like twist. Silly. I like the twisty part of Ferris Bueller when they're singing <laughs> twist and show. <laughs> That's exact. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Actually, yeah. Sting now. No, we need. No, we need Tom's magical sting here. Sir. It's all magic and unicorns. I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I had to insert that in. Okay. So anyway, so the first saw was really good, and then one I always bring up is just like a thinker weirdo movie that is kind of scary because of Frank uh, Donnie Darko. Yeah. Yeah. I was Babadook actually is a weird one. What's that? The Babadook. I've never what? seen it. I've never seen that either. It just ends really weird. Huh. I think it's on Netflix right now. Interesting. I, w- I was, yeah. But I was just thinking of the movie Mother. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. It's good. It's, That's a Darren it's Aronofsky. A real, it's real trippy. That's Darren Aronofsky, right? The guy who did uh, Pie and Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get to the to the next question since we do have a few more, few more minutes on this topic. What's... Mm. Uh, lightning round. Austin, best Halloween costume you've ever had. I definitely dressed up as a Playboy bunny one time. What? Yep. Nice. Like ears, oh ears and all? Ears, dress, heels, mm-hmm. whole thing. Did you do your makeup too? Mm-hmm. I had a friend do my makeup. Did you have a wig? Yes. Nice. Do you have, we have to see photos of that. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to put that on the Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, best costume you had? Uh, So I actually, I, I was home with a like sinus headache on Friday mm-hmm. and I watched the Terminator. And then while I was watching that, I was like, man, I dressed up as the Terminator, like way too many years growing up. Like I, I, I thought that that was the coolest thing ever. I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger was the coolest guy ever. Yeah. yeah. I grew yeah. up watching that movie a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was I'll just, we're around the same age. I think it was just on like USA. It was channel on all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. 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 Hmm. What about you? I was, um, so prior to having like a full on beard, mm-hmm. I just like would sport some scruff. And one year, I think it's just because I liked the show a lot, like in its first couple of seasons. Wait, are you talking about like when you were a kid or like recently? No, I was probably like teens. I was going to say like none of us, I don't think either of us are talking from like facial hair times. Oh. Like adult costume times, right? Kidding me? I'm 24 and I still don't really have facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say, okay, so I used to sport some scruff and I, I liked the, the first few seasons of the show. So I got a, like a graphic t-shirt, mm. a, a sports coat, like a blazer. Mm-hmm. And then I got a cane and I got like a pill bottle and filled it with Tic Tacs. And I was Dr. Gregory House from house oh my god and i was just like a jerk to everyone that all night. Is I, was so like a sarca- nerdy. I was like a sarcastic jerk 
and people would would ask me who I was, and I'd come up with something witty, and then I'd you know I'd say that I'm that I'm Doctor House, um, and then the uh, the other one that I did, which was either a year or two ago, and which is why I have the mask that I have, is I was a purger. I was a, I was a member of I was proudly mm-hmm. purging um, from the movie The Purge. So, okay, um, favorite fall activity, Austin. Mm, I went berry berry picking one time. That was fun. What kind of berries? Blueberries. Okay. I didn't mm-hmm. know those were a fall. Uh, those are like a I, fall picking? I think it was like around fall time. Yeah, it was like August. Oh, interesting. I mean, in Alaska, that's that's fall. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, for those who don't know, Austin is originally from the great state of Alaska, which is the, the, lar- the largest state and the last state. Mm-hmm. So purchased from Russia for pennies on the dollar. Dang. One penny an acre. Dang, that's crazy. Uh, Tom, I would say I, so fall is my favorite time to go for a hike or go camping because the mosquitoes are starting to die. Okay. That makes sense. And it's not quite like snowy yet. Mm, Very true. You're not like pounding tent stakes into a frozen ground yet, but it's Mm -hmm. still, it's still a good time. Yeah. Uh, mine is every, my wife and I have our birthdays are one day apart. Mm. So my, this is actually combined to the next question. Which is what you guys are so weird. Fall, like it keeps getting snack. weirder. Whatever. <laughs> instead of a birthday, instead of a birthday cake, we typically buy ourselves two pumpkin pies. You know what's funny, dude? That that's it's hilarious that you bring that up. My uh-huh. birthday is March twenty first. Uh huh. Very much in the spring. Not during pumpkin pie season at all. Not at all. But I used to. My mom used to like have the deli or have like uh, the bakery make me pumpkin pies for my birthday because. Because I liked pumpkin pie so much. She went out of her way to make sure yeah. you felt so special. And everybody was like, at my birthday, like, what? why are we Why are we eating pumpkin pie? It's literally <laughs> March 21st. I feel like pumpkin pie can be made any time of year and enjoyed any time of year. That's, That's how my, I feel. It's my favorite fall snack. Which, Austin, what's your favorite fall snack? Um, those little candy corns. Actually, no, the candy pumpkin ones. That mm. is super controversial. There are some people who say that. Is, I love those too. I like them personally. Most but people a, hate them. Yeah, a lot of people hate them though. I mean, I only eat them that one time a year, so that's why I don't get... It's the only time of year I can find them. Yeah. 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 So pumpkin pie, is that your answer, Tom? Probably. Your favorite fall yeah. snacks, pumpkin pie? We all... I feel like we have to mention this. We all worked at Starbucks. I think pumpkin spice is the most toxic substance. Mm-hmm. Like the syrup is just like, ugh. it's nothing makes me cringe or like, yeah. Austin, are you in agreement more. with that statement? Yeah. Do you like their pumpkin sauce? I honestly, I like the pumpkin spice latte. Oh, I threw up something that looked a lot like it. once. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the syrup does not look edible. Like when no. you're looking at the syrup. Wait, you don't watch how the sausage is made. Mm. <laughs> you just you eat the sausage. Ah. Whatever. Okay. Uh, so let's get rolling into, because we went over on that a little bit, but mm. um, let's get rolling into our spooky lighting setups. Um, so last week we went out to the Park of Roses after work. Uh, we each did three different spooky setups. Um, I did uh, one with a mask and one light. Uh, Austin did one with three lights, uh, and, uh, well, Tom was wearing a mask, but it wasn't like a spooky, it was his regular, like anti-COVID mask, COVID killer, (laughs) his COVID killer mask. And then Tom, you did a three light setup as well. Yeah. I don't Um, know if you would count it as a five light setup because I used two cars, but yeah. Um, we've got some videos coming out of each of us shooting. Um, it'll, the videos are a little disjointed. They'll just kind of give you a, a sneak peek into, uh, what we did. And, um, you, we'll post those to our Instagram at two weird camera beards, the number two weird camera beards. What inspired your concept for the, the shot, Austin? Mine, I didn't really have a lot of inspiration outside of my own mind for creating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of came up with a image inside of my head that I wanted to create. I got a little bit of help from Google Images and just looking up Halloween spooky pictures to see what was out there and any ideas that might help. And I got a little bit of help with the whole blood and knife mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. from a picture I found on Google. And, and you actually brought along fake blood that you made at home. Yep. 
where can we can we get a link to that recipe or do you actually just know it by heart no i i just looked it up there's a bunch of different recipes online and i just i didn't measure anything it was um what's that sugary syrup crisco like corn syrup yeah like a corn syrup Uh um there's a name for it It begins with a k and i can't think of it huh anyways but that stuff and chocolate syrup and red food dye Hmm. Hmm. chocolate syrup so it's edible it's edible yep compared to the the toxic stuff i'm sure is available at yeah halloween usa or whatever they call it these days yeah um cool well, we'll have very, to we'll yeah. have to get a recipe in the show notes for the the fake blood because that's that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend eating it. It'd be very sweet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe kind of drizzle it over the candy you get when you trick or treat, or if you trick or treat this year. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little top. Uh, <laughs> Tom, what inspired your shot? So, I I think a lot of it just came from like, like the the look of it definitely came from uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine the spookiness of it like with the trench coat and the axe mm-hmm. i think was just general like horror movie kind of slasher film kind of yeah look yeah yep. yeah um mine was inspired by um the purge yeah um, because i had that mask and very I, directly i have not used that mask in a photo shoot before and i really wanted to mm. uh my wife hates that mask she hates like even if i like act like i'm about to put it on because it freaks her out Mm. um but that's that's that mask is it's um for those who aren't familiar you can find these masks pretty much anywhere online or usually in like a halloween shop costume shop it's a mask with holes poked in it and they run um el wire through it um kind of in a like a stitch pattern so it comes off like when you you turn it on um it illuminates like a face but like a kind of a freakier face we'll like put... a stitched in face yeah, yeah yeah very much um something that was seen on the purge at least one of the movies i think probably number two or number three um but that was that was my inspiration and i knew i wanted to do either one or two lights um but that kind of brings me to my next question is how do you how would you how do you how did you guys approach this i personally approached this kind of by the seat of my pants. Um, I knew the kind of look I wanted to get, and I knew that I wanted to incorporate gels and colors, um, but I didn't, I knew that I would have to kind of improvise on set, and on set I decided to only go with one light. Mm-hmm. Um, so Austin, how much planning did you put into, other than like homemaking fake blood, how much of the actual shot did you conceptualize and plan out? I tried to, think about it as much as possible before getting there because I knew I was going to be doing something I hadn't done before Mm -hmm. and it didn't actually work out how I wanted it to. I was originally going to play around with CTO gels and my white balance to get that deep midnight blue sky look, uh, but Mm -hmm. still some detail in the sky and then maybe play around with a red gel in there too or something like that. But the gels that I had were not CTO gels and with not doing this in the past, I just wasn't comfortable with it. So that's why I decided last minute, we're just going to go with a red gel and throw that everywhere, all over the leaves. Mm-hmm. And it still looked really cool. It gave me kind of the, the same concept of what I wanted to go for. I just wanted an ominous glow behind my subject. And so I yeah. knew I could get that as long as I had some kind of light behind them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of handled it very similarly. I think that, like you guys are saying, if you've shot, if you've done anything like this where you're kind of trying out new things, you kind of have to leave doors open for not failure, but for you to like kind of explore should things go down a different road than what you'd anticipated. So I didn't really, I didn't really plan a, a whole lot either. I planned kind of the props and kind of the fact that I wanted like a street scene kind of look. Um, but other than that, I kind of left it so that we could improvise. And so that I think that especially if you're, if you're shooting a person, you can, you can kind of play off of that person's personality and their kind of charisma in front of the camera, uh, depending on kind of what tone they've got and what tone you kind of want to achieve in the image. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I kind of. Kevin, you were you were sitting in for me, so yeah, I kind of you did something at one point, and I was just like, yes, that. I yeah. didn't know that I wanted that before, but exact like that that looks awesome. Yeah, well, I think yeah. it was when he turned and t- 
Ch- yeah. changed his pose. And held the held the axe up and in, into the like into the uh, car light. Yeah. yeah. Into the headlight. So, um, Tom, you and I kind of got inspiration from movies. Um, if if you could just touch on real quick, do you, how do you go about like reverse engineering your your lighting setup? So really, I if like, you see something, I I should say in a movie because this isn't like directly from a movie scene, but you took lighting mm-hmm. aspects from that movie and kind of applied them. But how did you come to like the conclusion that you got? Which I ended up actually even branching off even more. I typically I look for things in movies that I like. I don't know. I I I get inspired from movies, but I don't usually. I use it as like a jumping off point, and. I usually take things like I like that there's the three elements in the frame kind of thing, the like the background, uh, the foreground, and then the middle ground, and like having like choosing which one's the subject and which one how do you how are you drawing attention to that subject, and then also identifying like how do I achieve like the blue, the bluish green magenta glow that you see throughout like blade runner 2049 and the way you do that is through gel so just identifying what gels to use and also identifying that like you also need a couple clean lights or lights without gels like the headlights or like the the my main light that i use to illuminate you and uh to kind of emphasize those colors. It's a baseline. Yeah. So then those those colors look even more dramatic yeah. and off put or, or like alien. Yeah. In so, those situations. And Austin, that's kinda kinda somewhere where you were trying to start was like creating a baseline with custom white balance that yeah. it didn't work out, but that's that's essentially what you were trying to do is create a create a baseline with a custom white balance, right? Exactly. Yeah. So were you trying to kind of create their color grading that they do in their movie that with the gels that you used? So I brought it uh, a little bit, yeah, but I did bring it back a little bit more to reality. Like I would say that with with the uh, with the non gelled light, and then the green light was actually more. It kind of gave the green light that I have in my image. I think gives a little bit more of like a street light look that you would see and in, in any normal street. Yeah, and less alien than like something yeah then the the super green magenta washed tones that you'll see in like blade runner okay yeah cool um so since we're on the subject let's kind of talk about some of the gear that we had used Mm -hmm. um austin was kind enough to bring along all of his godox lighting gear which was awesome of him um godox is a pretty popular brand here for us at midwest photo uh, Austin's a big advocate of it. I know Tom and I uh, use it. It's we, great. We all yeah. three have our own triggers. Um, what's cool about it is that you can get really any unit. And if you're using it off camera, um, you just need a trigger that matches your brand in order for those flashes to talk with the TTL language of your camera system, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the the language protocol for each each camera brand, like Canon, Nikon, Fuji, Sony, each has a different lighting metering protocol and that is what ttl is and with godox all you need is the trigger in order for your camera to talk to those flashes because the flashes have all of them built in it's the trigger that allows you to um, talk directly with that system which is Mm -hmm. which is really nice because all three of us use the same lights but all three of us had different triggers that Mm -hmm. allowed because tom's shooting nikon i'm shooting fuji austin's shooting Mm canon so it worked out that we could all three use the same lights we just had to have different triggers yep so, um, super useful. I used just the 8200. Um, I should have used, in, in retrospect, I wanted to use the Pro just because it goes down to 1256, and I just wanted that quick little pop. I didn't, I didn't want, uh, that's the difference between the 8200 and the 200 Pro, is the 200 Pro will go down to 1256. You can adjust in 10th stop increments, and it's got a color consistency mode, um, plus ant, little anti twist notches in the, in the bottom and on the side, but, um, I, I got, I got the shot perfectly with the 200 that I, that I wanted, that I was satisfied with. Um, yeah. Austin, you used a bit more though. Um, you had quite a few, uh, lights. I did. I used both 8200, the pro and the regular version, mm-hmm. uh, one right behind him for that glow and then one right in front. So he wasn't completely silhouetted mm-hmm. and then a C1 Godox or I'm sorry, not C1, R1. Mm-hmm. 
and just <laughs> the little candlelight feature that they have on that to yeah to give us that like orange glow and that's a really cool little led mm -hmm. just because i think it, it works nicely with phones too mm -hmm. um you, there's it's con it's a continuous led it's got all kinds of effects built in like um it's got ambulance lights police lights lightning broken tv broken light bulb all these little tiny effects into something that's like the size of a coaster which is really yeah. nice and it's magnetic and it's magnetic so you can stick it anywhere and yeah. it works with little magnetic godox um modifiers yeah from the from the v1 yeah the, the v1 flash but mm -hmm. uh, akr1 is the accessory pack i think mm -hmm. um tom what'd you use I used everything that Austin had in his lighting bag that he brought with him. And, and what else did you use in addition to Austin's lighting kit? <laughs> and two cars. And, one, and one, my uh, car in Austin's car. One, uh, I keep in one Scion and one Buick. Uh, it's a Lincoln? Lincoln. Is it a Lincoln? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a classy SUV. I knew um, it was one of those. The Lincolns have much more color balance Fine, in their okay, headlights. All right. <laughs> Sheesh. I also, I liked the fact that your car, being a newer one, Austin, had, like, the bluer tint, and then... Uh, yeah, mine's still the old school. had the incandescent kind of halogen, warmer tint. Yeah. So, like, I, I, for me, with those kind of street scenes, having the one clean light and then having everything pretty, like, dirty and, like, off, like, just a little off, I think is, is awesome. I, li I like that look a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I used 80, an 8600 Pro, I believe, right? It mm -hmm. is the Pro. Yep. And then the 8200 Pro and an 8200. And uh, and then besides that, I just used mostly gels as in like an, in a standard reflector on the, uh, on the 8600. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so nothing too crazy. I, I mean, for the main light for that 8600, I wanted that kind of... Uh, that stark contrast. I think that I would have liked to have like tried a softbox, but at that point we were getting pretty, pretty late in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I think we all kind of wanted to go home a little bit, but I think that it would have been nice to try a softbox. I don't know that I would have liked it as much for the main light mm -hmm. because I think that with that kind of stark contrast, I did get a little bit more, um, more, more of that street scene kind of, uh like hard texture yeah and like the kind of documentary kind of like not not super stage looked yeah austin remind me because uh, you were just talking about modifiers tom mm -hmm. austin what modifiers did you end up using because I, I saw a few there and i was uh i remember a snoot yep a snoot and just the barn door set with the the gels for the 8200 okay so the barn door set was behind him to spread the light out but not necessarily make it go all over the place right and then the snoot in front, just because I really just wanted that snoot just to light him up. I didn't want to light up the trees around him or right. the leaves. or I just wanted I wanted to create a natural vignette inside the camera. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was going for with that. Those unfamiliar with the snoot, it's not just a funny word. It's a uh, lighting modifier. Snoot. Snoot. Um, I feel like there used to be a video game. Maybe I'm thinking of snood. Anyway. Um, there, it's like a, imagine an ice cream, a black ice cream cone, and then it just fixes on the light and it kind of funnels the light down into like a little spot, not, not like completely a spot, but like a, a fuzzy spot. Yeah, it's not focused. Yeah, it's not completely focused, but it, it definitely inhibits the like extra spread of light, yeah. which is nice. And people have used like, I know friends who have used... Uh, Pringles cans. Yeah, Pringles cans, cereal cardboard box like cardboard boxes from cereal boxes mm -hmm. and stuff like that to make snoots for their speed lights and yep. stuff it's pretty cool and all of these the reason we were able to use all these these lights on location is they're all battery powered so uh, mm -hmm. the 8200 is a 200 watt second it's like the size of a it's like a speed light honestly. yeah yeah really it's yeah. the size of a speed light it's like, like a, a jumbo speed light an elongated speed light um, yeah. it's just like a bar and it's uh 200 watt seconds and then the 8600 pro is uh, that's 600 watt seconds, which Tom felt like he needed so much light. I honestly, I once I got there though, I didn't think that it was almost overkill. Yeah, yeah. Um, where did y'all get your props? Uh, mine was my kitchen knife and my. Uh... <laughs> that's right. It was your kitchen knife because I had yeah. to keep Tom from trying to like be weird and throw it in the Just ground. Trying or to something. juggle it. Yeah. <sighs> Ruin my kitchen knife. Yeah. Um, and then I had just this lantern that we, i think we bought it from 
Aldi's <laughs> for like five bucks. It mm. ended up breaking nice. the first week that we had it. We had it sitting out on our porch oh, no. and it got really windy and knocked it right off the table and busted the glass, but we still kept it out there and hey, came in handy. I feel like I have a sound effect for that one. <laughs> I had to guess which one it was. <laughs> um, good guess. So, yeah, you just had the kitchen knife, and then you had the, the, the lantern. lantern. And then, Tom, where did you get your your props from? You had an axe. Dude, the Like thrift a full-on axe. It was, yeah, it's a hatchet, but whatever. It's chill. It's it's normal. You got the, the hatchet from a thrift store? No, I've had the hatchet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you actually use that one? Yeah. It's pretty darn sharp if you, I don't know. Um, you got to keep it sharp, you know, just in case you got to split some logs. At, I don't have a when hatchet. It, when so. it comes along. Um, Did you bury the hatchet? <laughs> mm, there you go. Um, but yeah, I just, I got the uh, the trench coat from the thrift shop, like three bucks. It's actually kind of a nice trench coat. It I is might a, wear it sometime. It is, it is nice, yeah. I don't know what occasions I would wear a trench coat <laughs> to, but yeah. You're cosplaying for Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Or if I just, yeah. Wear it to the bar, see Look who you fancy. can pick up. And then your other props were for, provided by Austin and myself. For your, yeah, for your cars. just the curs. The curs. Um, I got my uh, Purge mask online. I, I'm pretty sure Amazon. Um, if I remember correctly, and it comes in all different colors, white, I mine's green, blue, red, whatever you want. Um, oh, you can change the color of yours? No, you can't change the EL wire. It's just EL wire. It's the color okay. that you order the certain color that you want. Okay. Though. Um, and then the, I had a machete, which is mm, a, the was, little foam guy. Yeah. It's a foam machete. So it's, it is not, um, it's great for LARPing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the machete is that's foam. a good picture who took that that's my photo <laughs> i just put it up on screen here um so the machete is foam i got it from a halloween shop that pops up every season somewhere taking over like an old baby's r us or a closed down coals or wherever they oh, yeah. they open up so that's that's where i got mine so and am- i assume you went with the green light on on the 8200 to match the mask. Yeah, I used a BD-07 barn doors to kind of narrow it down and not spill it all over the place and not get any flare. But I went with a green gel from that same kit in order to kind of match the mask a little bit and kind of give it that creepy, spooky Halloween vibe. That, that yeah, green I like that you got vibe. some of the sky in the in the background there, though. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the one thing I will, I, the one thing I will say that I had to do is um, I had to go in and uh, dodge the uh the, the machete a bit because there it just looked like a black bar behind austin's hmm. head as he's holding it up so it is a little bit grainy and that's because i did go back in there and I, I i cleaned it up a bit and added some more light to it um i like my spooky head tilt yeah i know you also got it's just like it, this is if i saw you in the park like this at that time of day which you're right tom i did i did get some ambient light in there um I'd have freaked out. I'd have run straight from you. I'm surprised nobody that saw us was just like, <laughs> this guy. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I got mine. Um, okay, so let's move along here. Um, anything that you would do differently with the final image that we've submitted? I, I would probably changed his mask or outfit a little bit more okay to add some more spookiness into the feeling okay yeah that, that would be my biggest if somebody, if somebody coming up into the woods with a knife like that it's also already pretty spooky dude mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd run the other way i did like the the stark contrast that you got from from your shot though like it almost looks like if it was it was if it was converted to black and white, it would look almost like Hitchcock, like a Hitchcock. You know, I should have tried black and white on on my shot. You I probably, didn't even. You probably still can. There's still time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll convert it to black and white so you can show you show you guys that version as well. Nice, Tom. Um, hmm. Honestly, I don't know that I. I I think the only thing that I would have tried differently is maybe maybe trying that softbox. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I don't know. I, you, you know what might have looked cool, too, instead of a softbox is like one of those big seven-foot para umbrellas mm-hmm. or like some kind of focused umbrella yeah. to just like 
throw it down right on that spot. Yeah. 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 But still keep it like crispy and punchy. Yeah. I could see that being good. I My initial plan was to, I've got a big, I think it is like a seven foot uh, Promaster uh, umbrella with a diffusion front on it, but I couldn't find it in time for the shoot. I thought it, yeah, I must have misplaced it on a recent shoot. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that that would be the only thing that I'd change. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I would probably throw more light uh, onto Austin. Uh, Austin was my subject, and I think I probably could have added more light. Instead of going back in Photoshop and, and brightening up the machete a bit, uh, I wish I could have had a bit more. I brought up the shadows a hair so you can kind of see the texture of the face uh, a little bit, but I, I wish I would have just thrown a little bit of light in here to fill these these deep shadows. Um, hmm. But it does give, because I had to bring up those shadows and because I did have to brighten the machete, it does give this kind of grainy look that echoes down in here into the uh, darkness. You see how like the green gets a little grainy and then it kind of just disappears into to complete black. Yeah. Um, so other than adding a secondary light, which I had originally planned and I think I just got this. I saw it in the back of my screen and I was like, looking at the histogram, I was like, I can make this work. I can make this work instead of continuing to burn... Uh, the light of day, which was very, very diminished at that point anyway. Uh, that's the only thing I'd change. I think the only thing, I honestly, I don't know that I would, that I'd agree with that, with your image. I think the only thing that I would do is maybe add like a bounce card to the other side so that you get a little bit of a rim light on his, on the left side of his body. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that it needs any more. Like, I think that the like silhouette, like look of him Mm -hmm. helps like i think that that makes it more creepy yeah you know what might have been cool what's that a light behind me shining through the fence just just bright enough to create that ooh, um, that like that chain link that chain link shadow uh, oh that would have been cool gosh dang it austin i feel like we gotta go back and shoot this again <laughs> <laughs> all right um so real quick let's just go over the gear uh we used um because this is our gear and opinions part of the part of the show um i loved everything i used i'm sure you two also loved what you used um i used the fuji xh1 with a 16 to 55 28 uh, that's a 24 to 70 equivalent um, i used the godox 8200 triggered by an x pro trigger from fujifilm and then the godox bdo7 barn doors and green gel from that kit as well which all are available on the midwest photo website we'll link those in the show notes uh, Austin, tell us about your setup. Mine was a Canon 5DSR with a 50 millimeter uh, 1.4 lens, but I shot it at f 1.8. Okay. For a little more depth, and then a uh, Godox 8200 Pro, and the Pro is the one that had the red gel and barn doors, and then an 8200 inside the snoot, and that was in front of him. All of that powered by a X Pro trigger for Canon and an R1 with the candlelight effect. And that does not strobe or anything. That's just a constant battery yeah, operated so you, you light. You so. kind of had to drag your shutter a little bit to get that. Actually, I didn't really, I think I was at 1 125th. Okay, that's so. not bad. Um, do you remember your ISO? Because I remember having to crank my ISO too. I was at 1600. I think I was at like really? 32 or 64, yeah. I was at like, I think I was at like 400. Well, you were shooting with a 0.95 aperture lens. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, um, speaking of, though, speaking of the lens, how do you like that Canon 51.4? Because that lens gets a lot of flack. Like, a lot I, of people choose, like, a Sigma art lens over that lens. I like it. It's, yeah. it's not a very sharp lens, I will say that much. A oh. lot of my pictures come out a little bit um, just soft. Yeah. With that lens. At 1.4 or when you close down a little bit, does it sharpen up? It does. Like at yeah. F8, F11 is fine. It could be sharper still. But hmm. yeah, at the lower apertures, that thing's a little bit soft at times. So you okay. have to make sure, especially with a 50 megapixel sensor. I was going to say with a 5DSR, I'm sure you see it more too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on your 8200 with the snoot, that was on an S bracket, right? Yeah. The S bracket was just there to hold the... Um, snoot to yeah. the light but i actually use the bracket on the light 
and then put that on the stand. Okay. So I kind of like it to where my light is the thing connected to the stand. And if the snoot falls off, the snoot falls off. Mm-hmm. But I don't want my snoot being held on the stand and then my light is just kind of able to fall off. If yeah. It, you know. Yeah, I feel that. Tomas. Cool. So I used my Nikon Z6 with the, oh boy, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce this correctly. Is it Zhangyi? I'm going to guess. Speedmaster uh, 50 millimeter F.95 lens. And I did shoot that at 0.95, which did leave a couple out of focus images for me to deal with. No. <laughs> you don't say. Right. So that was um, all manual focus too, right? There was yep, no autofocus. Completely manual focus. Um, which I was far enough away that like it's acceptable if it's a little out. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the Godox V862N is what I used as my trigger, and then uh, which I didn't have that one actually fire. So that's and, that's important to point out is that you actually didn't have a trigger. The Godox V860 Speedlight can go on your camera, not flash, and act as a radio trigger for the other Godox mm-hmm. lights, which is pretty cool. It's awesome, yeah. For, uh, for a hundred, which I actually light. and uh, yeah, when I'm normally shooting weddings and stuff like that, like I use that for the reception, and I'll use that to to trigger other lights in the reception hall and stuff like that. Um, and then eighty six hundred Pro, and then the two eighty two hundreds. One of them was a Pro, I believe, and one was not. Correct. And then I used gels from, I would highly recommend this gel kit from, it's actually uh, like hand-cut gels by Midwest Photo. Uh, they're Roscoe gels. They're Roscoe gels, but they're like, I've, I've got, we carry both color correction and uh, creative in a creative gel pack. And they're specifically like, they're specifically sized for kind of speed light use or like smaller light use. And I, you can actually cut them into thirds and have enough for speed lights. So I use those uh, for the 8200 or yeah, for the 8200s. Cool. And yeah. then uh, I should point out that we used Kupo C stands, which are mm-hmm. super heavy duty uh, uh, stands. And we were carrying those in um... Manfrotto c-stand rolling bag was it manfrotto or was it matthews oh no it was matthews yeah it was matthews right. um <clears throat> An unreasonably nice matthews yeah so i need bag. to point that out that bag it's so good we're gonna get a picture of this bag on our instagram it gives your bag literally gives your bag the red carpet treatment yep. you mm-hmm. open this thing up and it's like the perfect home for your c-stand like glows angelically mm-hmm. when you open it it's beautiful yeah. it's a beautiful bag um, okay, so th- that's the gear we used. Those are our shots. We'll have those up on our Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll link all of the products that we used in our show notes. Uh, our awesome executive producer will help us out with that. Thank you, Maddie. Thanks, but Maddie. As we close out here, um, we ha- we have a challenge for y'all. Um, we want you to go out and shoot some spooky lighting. And if you have any questions on how to get better lighting, you can always hit up Austin here at Midwest Photo. Again, he's our lighting specialist. He's super, super sharp at all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He shoots Godox. He's super familiar with other brands as well. You can always reach him at our store uh, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, 614-261-1264. Or you can shoot him an email at Austin. That's Austin as in Austin, Texas. A-U-S-T-I-N at M-P-E-X dot com. Sorry, Austin. Now you're going to get spammed. Can't wait. Bring it on, y'all. <laughs> no, he's always happy to help you guys out of with uh, with ideas and everything. And you can even book him for a one-hour one-on-one uh, for $99, or we have 30-minute free one-on-ones. And I'm telling you now, if you take the 30-minute free one, you're going to want the next hour. <laughs> yeah, come in and see me. I love teaching about lighting. It's, yeah. It's a passion of mine. He's awesome at it. Um, do you guys have any last words of advice for for those who are going to go out and shoot spooky lighting of their halloween outfits that they won't be able to attend giant parties in. actually yeah yeah um none of us used a light meter and i think that that's worth noting okay you know what i mean like you don't need a light meter to get moving with this not at all guess and check use your camera as the light meter yep it's a great thing about digital photography is we don't have to pay per picture anymore yep so yeah yeah i would agree with that get out and try something different lighting wise that they haven't done something that they're not used to 
think outside the softbox. Hey. That Where phrase, that? that phrase was straight up bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that he uses that and keeps changing it up like apple box later, strip box. Like, <laughs> think outside of... the apple box, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> outside the strip box. Yeah. Oh man. That's um, great. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say try, try and just experiment. Don't get frustrated. If you're getting frustrated and you don't know what, where you're going wrong, hit up Austin. Use yeah. him as a resource. That's what we're here for as a camera store. We're not just, you know, slinging gear at you and then getting it in a bag and making you go away. We actually spend time with our customers and we befriend them and we shoot with them. And uh, I've always prided the marketing direction uh, for Midwest Photo, which I'm in charge of, of being, uh, we want Midwest Photo to be a resource for photographers, not just a store for you. So make sure you hit him up if you're having any issues and we'll definitely get those solved for you. Um, totally. So we want to thank you guys for listening. We want to give a big shout out to Austin. Thanks for being our guest, buddy. Yeah, thanks, thanks Austin. Our very me. first guest on the yeah. show. That's so exciting. Yeah, we're evolving. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great to have another person to kind of jab at Kevin over here a little bit. I'm Tom. <laughs> yep. All right. So you can always find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are on every major platform at this point. Share your photos with us. Tag us on Instagram at Two Weird Camera Beards. That's the number Two Weird Camera Beards, or at Mpex underscore Photo underscore Video. And send us any images or questions that you've got to two, the number two, weirdcamerabeards at mpex.com. We want to give a special thanks to our guest this week, Austin Kohler. You can find his work at Austin Kohler. That's A U S T I N K O H L E R dot com. Special thanks. Gosh, special thanks to our magical and marvelous executive producer, Madison O'Neill. She doesn't like to be called Madison, so I'm going to say Maddie O'Neill who has been executive producing us uh, and helping us with this podcast all the way from sunshiny Florida. We want to give a big shout out to the president of Midwest Photo, Moisha Applebaum, and the VP of Midwest Photo, Ken Lewis. Both uh, Tom and I, we are those are our supervisors, and they allow us every other week to come and take over the conference room to record the show. Uh, I don't think we had any special appearances this week other than Austin, which I've already mentioned. Um, yeah, no. So... We had, we had an Im- imitation Tom and imitation Kevin, who were mm. brought to you by Tom and Kevin. Very like They were very store brand. Can we hear uh, those again? Do you want to hear those again? Yeah. So here's Tom's... It's all magic and unicorns! I'm Tom! Yep. So <laughs> there's, there's Tom. And then uh, that was actually me acting like Tom. And then here's... Hi, what? I'm Kevin Deskins, and welcome to my podcast. And that's Tom acting like me. <laughs> so we're, we're mature adults here. That's very obvious. Uh, oh, this is this has been fun. <laughs> I think those, those will be available <laughs> soon as Apple ringtones, right? Oh my gosh, that would be brilliant. Yeah, I think we got to do that oh, now. Oh man, I don't. Uh, um, I don't want Tom. You got a spooky quote for us, right? Uh, it's not spooky, but it is a quote. Um, <laughs> it's a little spooky, I guess. Uh, this one's by Gregory Crudson, who you mentioned last podcast. Yep. And who I kind of dug into a little bit. He's cool. Since he's great, yeah. Uh, y- I think your wife, who's a photographer. My wife? My wife's a photographer? I think so. (laughs) And she likes Gregory Crudson. Anyway, uh, so this quote is from Gregory Crudson. My pictures must first be beautiful, but that beauty is not enough. I strive to convey an underlying edge of anxiety, of isolation, of fear. He does that very well, by the way. Super well. Yeah. Super, like, a lot of his images are very spooky. Yeah. He's a spooky dude. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening in. Party on. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh. Oh, are we recording yet? Oh, we've been recording. I know. I'm just being funny. (laughs) (laughs) Fits right in. Uh huh. Uh, Can you real quick before we uh, before we end the recording? Can you can you hit that that uh, the hot dog sting real quick? I don't. We're so we can't use that one. Really? We can't. I looked it up. We can't use it. Oh. Why not? Because Reddit told us that we can't. (laughs)